Hi, I'm Brady Breeze, safety for the Detroit Lions, and you're listening to The Only Playbook. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Only Playbook. It is Monday, the Monday before Draft Thursday, which we're going to call Mock Draft Monday, guys, because this episode is going to be our mock draft. I know uh, we were able to put out a poll on um, Twitter and have basically the Twitter sphere vote for every pick here. So this is all the people. This isn't something we picked or anything. This is all the people's choice, you know, the rock, the rock, if you will, there. Yeah. Um, so um, excited to go over all that. And, and then we can discuss what we think about all of this and, and how wrong we're going to be, because that's typically what happens with mock drafts is you're very, very wrong. Again, this is the only playbook. I'm Sweetcar. Shovit. What's going on, guys? Dude. Free, free speech on Twitter now on the same week that we made the people vote. Coincidence? Probably. People, the people be winning, man. The people be winning. Yeah, shout out to all those people that voted and engaged with us. We had some like responses too. They were uh, giving us, you know, some some draft picks need to be traded and here and whatnot. So it was kind of fun to get some engagement on Twitter. Yeah, again, yeah, all the social media this past couple of weeks has been has been awesome. Uh, all the subscriptions on YouTube. Thanks for everybody that's been on that. Yeah, the Twitter sphere with all the follows, with all the votes and everything. Really appreciate all the support. We're everywhere. We talk about this all the time. If you're listening, you listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google. If you're watching, you're watching on YouTube where you can subscribe. So thank you so much for all the support. We're excited to continue to bring the content. And uh, let's get Mock Draft Monday started with the number one overall pick. I'm going to start us off here with the number one overall pick here, guys. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. No surprise here. The pick seems to be the consensus here with the number one pick. They take Aiden Hutchinson edge out of Michigan. I think that's been across most people's mocks. So seems like a pretty standard pick. I know there's been a lot of steam recently about other people going number one, but any surprise here? No, none whatsoever. I think people are saying that the Jaguars are going to be Jaguars and mess this up. I think they have a new regime regime, and I think that you know they're they're going to be all right, and they're they're going to pick Aiden Hutchinson. And he seems like the clear cut number one pick. Yeah, a lot of steam for Trayvon Walker across recent mocks, but at some point, when you see enough mock drafts, you start to wonder if people are just trying to be different to be different because most mock drafts are very similar. So it's like, all right, you know what? We're just going to fuck shit up. And all of a sudden Derek Stingley's gaining steam. He's going to be a top three pick. So I, I don't know. Sometimes it's smoke and mirrors. Sometimes it's a real deal. So uh, who knows? But Aiden Hutchinson goes to the Jags with the number one pick. Nice. With the second pick, Detroit Lions go with Georgia edge rusher Trayvon Walker. Um, this guy right here, he's, he, you talked about it. He's potentially going number one on draft picks. Um, this seems like a, a good fit for the Lions. Uh, they, they're still trying to rebuild. They could probably get, you know, they've got QB, linebacker, defensive back needs as well. But this is probably the best pick at number two for them um, to go and grab. Yeah, it seems like raw talent, right? Raw talent, raw potential. Every time you hear that, people draft, you're drafting based on upside. So there's a reason he's gaining steam as the number one pick because Five years from now, when it comes to fruition, this guy could be the best clear-cut player in this draft. All right, then. Number three, the team that needs the most help out of any teams, in my opinion. With the number three team, uh, with the number three pick, the Houston Texans select Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Um, You know, he's number one cornerback in a lot of people's list. If Stingley wasn't hurt, maybe he would have been number one. But Sauce Gardner, with no um, serious concerns, is by far – um, the highest rated cornerback in this draft at a size of 6'3", 190. He can keep up with the best of them. 
uh, all the potential Calvin Johnsons out here um, in Shovitz mock drafts. This guy could be keeping up with him. A uh, lot of strengths, you know, long limbs, sticky hands. He's good at catching. He's like another uh, comparison, you know, um, kind of like a Ramsey situation. You know, he's not going to be as fast as Ramsey. He did run a 4-4-1. I forget the exact number uh, Ramsey ran, but um, that's elite speed. That's considered elite speed. So he should be able to keep up with anybody, and he should be able to jump in and become a starter very, very soon. Yeah, mm. never allowed a touchdown in college. Never. And only 131 yards in 14 games. This yes. guy is next level elite. And he's this guy, been a winner. This, he's He's been a winner his whole life. He won state championships. He's just out here taking care of business. Yep. Against Alabama and the college football playoffs, going up against the Jamison Williams, going against the John Mechie, the thirds, going against all these receivers that we think are going to be amazing. He allowed 14 yards total on four targets. So if you want to shut down corner, Sauce Gardner is your man. Number four on the board is the New York Jets, one of their two draft picks here in the top 10. They take edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau, who seems to be the consensus falling in the draft guy right now. Like uh, whether he's got, oh, we don't know if he really enjoys playing football, if his heart's not in it. Seems like every year there's a guy that's like, oh, is his heart really in it? Like, does he really enjoy the sport? Sometimes I'm just like, dude, are you just trying to create shit to create shit? Because on paper, this guy is just as talented as every other edge rusher that we've already talked about. So at the number four pick, I think the Jets get a steal. Yeah, solid pick. With the number five pick, the Giants on the board get Evan Neal. This guy is a mammoth, six foot seven, 350 power. Uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. It's a, a need base. They need uh, to revamp the offensive line. They need, um, you know, guys to protect uh, Danny Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones. So this is a good need space, uh, solid, uh, solid pick for the Giants. With the number six pick, the Panthers select Malik Willis. Uh, we've talked about this guy extensively in our past episodes and with good reason. He has so much potential. Um, and a team like the Panthers, you know, who's been struggling with really, really piss poor quarterbacks and for a long time now actually have um, raw talent that they can cultivate. They can turn them into something. And having CMC still back there running around, that would change the game as far as dynamics of quarterbacks and running backs in one backfield goes. Electrifying dual threat ability and potential. His frame is super compact. He's broad. He's powerful. Very rare escapability talent, kind of like Deshaun Watson. So he's got it all. He's got it all. He can beat whatever the ceiling that is out there. He can reach those uh, ceilings, but it's all up to him. I think within the next two years, he'll be you know top tier player in the NFL. Yeah, let's hope the people are, or let's hope like the general managers are as smart as the people because the right. people, people got it right here with Malik Willis. A lot of the mocks are saying Kenny Pickett's going here, man. And, and I think that is just destined to fail. So uh, let's hope the people get it right. Yeah, and maybe this will put, yeah, maybe this will put the Panthers on the map in terms of Madden is concerned. You know, you got Cam Newton. Now you, now you got it with Malik Willis. So, you know, put Panthers on the map. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid direction past Cam Newton or like post Cam Newton, right? Yeah. I mean, you go from a quarterback that does, you know, somewhat similar stuff to another quarterback that's electrifying that you can root for. So I'm sure Panthers fans would be ecstatic if Malik Willis went here. Uh, number seven are the Giants on the board. The New York Giants are going to go ahead and take the next best edge rusher on the board with Jermaine Johnson the second. Again, edge is one of their needs right now. They need help on both sides of the ball in terms of the line. So addressing an edge rusher here uh, makes sense. It's a deep edge rushing class, but again, there's a reason there's a first round and a second round and a third round. People say deep, 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 but it's like you're, the, the guys in the first round you're getting are going to be day one starters, right? Top 10, especially you're expecting those guys to come in and make an immediate impact. That's what Jermaine Johnson's going to do. And that's what the giants need. So uh, I think it makes a ton of sense here. 
Uh, okay, for number eight pick, uh, the Atlanta Falcons select Garrett Wilson out of OSU. I think that after Calvin Ridley was suspended, this is a good pick for them. You know, try to um, work out that offense a little bit. They've lost Matt Ryan, so no QB. Could have gone maybe QB in this uh, in this pick. But Garrett Wilson is the favorite receiver of this draft. Uh, and so this is a solid pick for the Falcons. Uh, That's what the people want. Let's see if this is what the people get. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> nice shout out there. All right. Um, with the ninth overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks with the pick from Denver, the people have chosen Akeem Ekonu, tackle from NC State. Um, he has been, you know, people have been raving about him. He's weighs 310 pounds, 6'4". A great size. He's fairly quick for a big man. Um, and he's got a lot of strengths that a lot of people like. He's a lot of people have been raving about his locker room skills. You know, I know that's not on the field, but he's an excellent locker room guy. And he builds cultures within uh, different teams. Great personality fit. Everybody likes that. Um, and he trains to fit into any blocking scheme, which is really, really crazy because, you know, in the age of the three technique and in the age of all the uh, Aaron Donalds and everything, a guy like this would fit perfectly into the NFL and something that a lot of people are looking for. Um, he's also got great skill set in his um, history. He used to be a wrestler. He's great in the uh, weight room. He's, you know, reaching top tier levels of strength as far as getting that done in the waiting room. Um, in the weight room. <laughs> and then um, he fits up run blocks and um, he does it with leverage and through like engagement with the player. So it's like straight up power. This is like the definition of power. And I think we're missing a lot of that in a lot of these teams. And, you know, uh, a team like the Seahawks who have been, you know, just struggling, protecting all kinds of stuff, struggling on defense, struggling on offense, their line has just been the worst thing about them. And a main reason for Russell, to leave, Russell Wilson to leave, um, he fits in great. And he's going to make that whole system of their line being piss poor for many many uh years immediately better yeah they they need they need all the run blocking they can get and that guy's a mauler from a from a run perspective so uh needed it had it had a needed tackle and and fit that need so uh brings up the jets back on the board with their second pick in the top 10 they went cave on at edge with number four pick at number 10 here they're going with the speedster they are not afraid of the ACL tear. The people want Jamison Williams. They want Zach Wilson to unleash that arm and throw it as far as he can and watch uh, Jamison Williams run under it. So uh, this guy prior to ACL was arguably the best receiver in this draft. So I think at 10, even though he's a number one, or I guess number two receiver because Garrett Wilson went, uh, I think it's a great spot for them. The Jets need all the weapons they can get. Nice. With the 11 pick, the Washington Commanders are going with Kyle Hamilton from safety from Notre Dame. This guy, you know, versatility is the name of the game for this guy. This guy can play the rush. He can play play playback and play coverage as well. Uh, Washington football team kind of lacked last year on the defensive side. They're really looking to revamp um, and get some help uh, in in terms of uh, the defensive back and cornerbacks and safety is concerned. Kyle Hamilton, um, I like this guy. Uh, probably the best safety in, in the draft. And so I think that this is a solid pick for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, 6'4", 220, man. He's big, big dude. And with the number 12 pick, the Minnesota Vikings, as the fans selected, have chosen Derek Stingley, a position of dire need in Minnesota for many, many years. And his NFL comparison has been compared to people like Stephon Gilmore, um, the size, you know, he's six foot, 190. He's elite level of uh, athleticism, and he's a winner. He would have easily been the number one cornerback, arguably, 
uh, if it wasn't for its injury history, which we are all slightly concerned about. Um, so, you know, it's a great value for a potential top five pick coming into number 12 due to injuries. So we'll see how things go there. But as far as how great of an individual this man is on the playing field, um, he's the prototypical cornerback. There's nobody else that fits into the cornerback position with all the measurables in one package like this man. He's one of the best athletes in the draft class, period. You know, it's not just about speed. It's not just about size. It's not just about strength. He's got it all. And his 2019 tape shows a player with everything a team could want in a cornerback. So he's going to be a great plug and play. He's got Patrick Peterson to learn from on the other side. Harrison Smith covering stuff back there. This is exactly what the Minnesota Vikings need. And um, this would be a great fit if this is, a, this is how it ends up playing out. Yeah, Mike Zimmer would be ecstatic. This seems yeah. like a draft that Mike Zimmer would be super excited about with Derek rest, Stingley at 12. Rest in peace, Mike Zimmer. That brings us to number 13 on the board. Is that right? Number 13, the Texans, a team that has a position of need at every single position there is. They went with um, Ahmad Sas Garner with the number three overall pick. So they address cornerback and here they address receiver. Though in Drake London, the big, long freak of nature out of USC, uh, we talked about this guy a lot, super, super long, uh, jump up and catchability and kind of going up and mossing people is another level. This guy's next level at that. So uh, for a young quarterback like Davis Mills, that's going to need time and, and the ability to sometimes just chunk it up there. This is the perfect guy to go up there and get it. Yeah, big, big Mike Evans type of guy, right? Uh, with the next pick in the draft, um, the Baltimore Ravens with the 14th pick select Jordan Davis. This guy is a defensive line guy that is huge. It, six foot six, 340 pounds, played forward in the uh, in play, played forward as a basketball player. Um, huge. He's going to be bigger than some of the offensive linemen, and and he can keep up with them. I, I think that like the Ravens get a steal here if they're able to go in and, and draft them. I mean, uh, you know, how are these offensive line going to contain a guy like that? I have yet to see, um, but this is going to be a solid pick for the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, I think for him, uh, the, the knock on him is his tape showed a lot more run stuffage than actual um pass i guess rushing which i know for defensive tackles you don't necessarily look for a need but again in this day and age of the aaron donalds and like quarterbacks being ultra athletic and mobile you need those d tackles to also have some athleticism and that's exactly what jordan davis is so i think they can teach the pass pass rush ability because at 360 pounds he ran like a what four seven like that's unheard of so i mean that's 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 an athlete right there i know that's going to be kind of a a trending theme but that's what the 2022 and every year that follows is going to bring is these players are just getting freakier and freakier. Mm -hmm. That's how I like them. Freaky. All right. With the number 15th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles with a pick from Miami have selected Chris Olav from wide, uh, from Ohio state university, the Ohio state university. He's one of the wide receivers we talked about on our previous episode. Uh, first things first, coming from a big school like this, you rarely, you have a lesser chance of failing as compared to coming from a random school um, because these guys have been filtered through many processes. With speed, uh, that's, you know, top tier in the top 1% of the NFL running a 4-3-9 as a wide receiver with six foot and 187 frame, this guy's going to be impossible to catch. I don't know how you do that. But anyways, he's compared to players like Terry McLaurin um, through uh, in some of these bigger websites. But I think he's a little bit more different. He's got 
buttery smooth modes of operation. Like this guy just walks around like a gazelle on the field. It's beautiful to watch. Um, and he's able to like jab and juke during um, press coverages, which creates door opening like on the inside, on the outside. So he's able to create lots of separation. If you can create separation and, and you have elite speed, that's okay. You're, you're hired. I will hire you. Um, and, you know, um, vertical opportunities there. He's a glider with the ability to, um, you know, uh, make defenders that are even um, just as fast as him operate at a lower level because he's going to have the upper edge. So he's got speed, he's got quickness, he's got ability to uh, confuse defenders, and he's got elite speed, and he goes deep. So it's like, yes, Eagles, you needed somebody like this. I would have hoped that the fans selected a, someone a little bit taller because that's what we've been you know, talking about throughout all these um, Eagles games that we watch. But this is a great pick. At this level, getting a player that can do pretty much anything um, is a great pick for this for this team. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Great route runner. Again, like you said, six foot one eighty seven. It sucks that he's got the same stature of like Devonte Smith, but I mean, it is right. what it is. At some point, if Drake London had fallen here, I think that would be absolutely the pick. But uh, he got taken two picks up, and this draft does not have any trades, so that's why it's going to be one hundred percent wrong because there will absolutely be yeah. trades in the first. There round. will definitely be trades. Yeah. Uh, with the 16th pick, we have the New Orleans Saints on the board, their pick from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I guess Jameis Winston's their quarterback, and so they want to protect him, and the people have spoken. They go with Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. This guy is unreal. Again, he's not allowing a ton of pressures. He was the number one prospect in the state of Mississippi in high school. Uh, didn't allow a pressure on 66 pass blocking snaps versus who? Alabama. Anytime you do anything against Alabama in college, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. No pressures on 66 pass snaps against Alabama. So, I mean, that's Pretty all wild. the tape a guy needs to warrant a first round pick there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, with the 17th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers go with tackle from Northern Iowa uh, and Trevor Penning. Uh, this guy has had, has the highest um, run blocking grade ever in, in terms of uh, college players coming coming into the draft. 99.9 run blocking grade. I was kind of surprised to see them going with the tackle. I know they I know they probably need that, but I would just I thought that they would go more on the defensive side. But this is what the people want. People want tackle. Um and uh, that that's what we got Trevor Penning uh six foot seven 321 25 pounds big bully mentality kind of what you want to see in a tackle and that's what this guy brings you. Yeah, you're not seeing very many 99.9 run blocking grades. Like, I don't even know if 100 grade exists in PFF, but 99.9 means that literally you're going to have success running the ball behind this guy every single time. So Eckler going number one overall? Yeah, Eckler vibes big time here. That's awesome. Good for the Chargers. They need a lot of of help to keep up with the rest of the teams in that division. Um, All right, back to the Eagles. I guess I get multiple Eagles, and I get to talk about a lot of their needs. Uh, with the number 18th overall pick, the Eagles from the Saints have selected Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. Big dude. Long gone are the days of people like, um, you know, the middle, the, the six foot, the 5'11 linebacker. Zach Thomas. Those, <laughs> the Zach Thomas. I'm thinking of the guy from the Rams, the middle linebacker from the Rams. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Yeah. It starts with an F. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Last name starts with an L. Holy shit. Oh my God. London Fletcher. God London damn it. Fletcher. Wow. We back, we switched those up. But anyway, yeah. long, long gone are those days. It's time for these big athletic monsters to take over the NFL. 
This guy is not just good for his position, but he's able to play multiple linebacker positions with the speed and with the pass coverage ability and the run stuffing ability. This is a great first round pick. What, what more does a team like the Eagles need where they can't do anything on defense? Another, another poor team below average team on defense could utilize a Swiss army uh, knife at the linebacker position that can play every position. Um, He filled out the 2021 stat sheets across all categories where it's force forcing turnovers, stuffing the run, creating sacks. It's just the perfect person to have to build your team around. And I think uh, adding a guy like this with the size he has, and that can keep up with, you know, all the tight ends in the league that can stuff all the running backs in the league. This is a great pick for the, for a team like the Eagles. Number 19, the saints are back on the clock from this pick from the Eagles and they go receiver. Michael Thomas should be back, but they want another receiver here to pair him up with. And the people want Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. This is Des Bryant 2.0, in my opinion. He's got a six foot three, 225 pound frame. So that is a lot of weight on a receiver. Uh, ran a four, five, five, I believe. So not, I guess, top end speed is the concern. But when you have this type of size, um, I don't think it's necessarily going to matter. Again, Des Bryant wasn't the fastest guy, but he was able to go up and get that football. Uh, and that's kind of what Traylon Burks does. He lettered in basketball and baseball. So this dude is a athlete. Shashard, I think you talked about last episode, he like ran track or he, he, he was doing something else. So this guy clearly is an athletic specimen. And with these guys, the AJ Browns, the DK Metcalfs of the, of the world right now, we're seeing how valuable those type of receivers are. And I think the saints uh, hit a home run here because this guy's going to make Jameis Winston look really, really good. Yeah, he reminds me kind of like Juju Smith-Schuster a little bit too with a big body. Um, and so we'll see how he pans out in the, in the NFL. Speaking of Juju Smith-Schuster and the Steelers, the Steelers are on the board with the 20th pick of this year's draft. And uh, based on the people, they go with Kenny Pickett, small hands uh, quarterback from um, Pittsburgh. Staying so in the, Pittsburgh. He's staying in Pittsburgh. And you know what? Uh, I'm just going to say nothing but good things about Kenny Pickett in, in, in the event that he comes to the, comes to Pittsburgh, but this guy is a, um, he, he's, he's an outlier from, from everything. He's a, he's yeah. a, uh, change. he's one of one. He's one of one. I mean, yeah. this guy with eight and a half size hands could, and if he becomes dominant, will be an outlier in that statistic. Yeah. He single-handedly caused a rule change by doing a fake slide. He's a trend breaker. Okay. That's what this guy is. And that's what they need. The Steelers need something new, something different. And that's what they get in Kenny Pickett, uh, Mr. Small Hands. Very positive way to spin that. I like that. Yeah, that was good. I hope, I hope you saw my red flag lights I turned on. But um, yeah, no, honestly, like he's, he's got everything you need to build, you know, to create a brand new team, losing your, one of your hall of famer quarterbacks, bring him in. He'll fit right in. I just don't know if the hands will keep up in the cold weather and the, the weather that you see in Steeler games. Um, but with the 21st pick, the new England Patriots, who we don't talk about that much lately after talking about them greatly for two decades um, have selected Nakobe Dean linebacker from Georgia. These Georgia boys are taking over the draft and with good reason, you know, they compare him to Devin Bush. He's got the quickness. He's explosive three down linebacker, which are, is a rarity nowadays because everybody wants to keep their health alive and everything, but he doesn't care. He's willing to play every single down. That's great for fantasy purposes. He's an explosive athlete with access to instant acceleration. Again, these linebackers are not your grandma's linebackers. These grandbackers, these are they're gonna chase down grandbackers. These, these grandbackers are gonna chase down your fastest running backs. So 
you know, and he's piled up impact stats in all the major categories. Like I talked previously about the other linebacker. Um, and he rarely voids gap by running around a block. So, you know, he's got the, the strategies down. He's, you know, reached his potential that he needed to reach to make it into as a first round draft pick. So I see a lot of positives here. Um, we'll see, you know, again, having come, having come from a place like Georgia, you expect some good things from these higher name colleges. So, you know, I, I expect something good to happen. And I think, you know, a team like the Patriots, they know how to cultivate teams, that, uh, players that have like a rarity about them. So, you know, having a guy that runs through ball carriers as if they don't exist, I think the Patriots will find a way to use them. Yeah, I, he, he, he jumped off the page to me on the defensive side out of any other player in the first round. I think this guy flies. This guy's everywhere all the time. Yeah, he's everywhere all the time. He's so fucking smart with reading plays before they happen. Like, it's almost like he's there before the actual offensive player is there. Yes. So he's got insane, like, football knowledge and again for a linebacker like that's what you're looking for and so pair that with his insane athleticism like i again linebackers don't go high enough anymore because you have the positional ranks of value and where players should go but again this guy to me is should be the first linebacker off the board i think he's better than devin lloyd um i think whoever gets nicobe dean is gonna like literally salve like i any team that gets nicobe dean is going to be so happy two three years down the road that they drafted nicobe dean agreed agreed you know, the Vikings are not going to be happy about who the Packers take here at 22. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. better get ready because he's going to have to cover the number 22 pick in the draft by the Packers. The people have spoken. It's going to be Jahan Dodson from Penn State. Uh, this is Deontay Johnson with hands, if you listen to the last episode. So um, this guy's got all of the quickness to beat his guy, whether it's even though he doesn't have the high-end top-end speed, his route running is really, really good. He works the middle really well. So um, Stingley may play a little bit more outside. So I don't know if we're going to you know, need to get a slot corner to start covering these people because if De- Jahan Dotson is going to get balls thrown to him by Aaron Rodgers, I'm in a world of worry. Nice. Um, with the 23rd pick, Arizona Cardinals will go, are going to go with George Karloftis. This guy, one thing, he's from Athens, Greece. And, and uh, going to Arizona, I think this guy is just going to be kicking people and saying, this is Arizona, and uh, just, just, just killing it. Uh, they, lost, they, lose Chandler, they lost Chandler Jones in the offseason. So this guy is a good, uh, pers- good player to draft uh, in spite of that. And uh, solid pick, solid edge rusher from Purdue. Durability played at least 49 snaps in all but one game this past season. So wow. uh, dudes on the fucking field, like you said, in this day and age where they like to rotate pass rushers because they're running and they're tired and you know, they need a break. This guy doesn't give a fuck. He's on the field. All right. Uh, with the number 24th pick, the Dallas Cowboys select David Ojabo kind of sounds like my last name edge <laughs> from Michigan. Again, another big name school. He's six, four, He's a pretty good athlete. I just, I'm not big on him. Um, there's comparisons to Cliff Averill, which is Averill, which is good. You know, he's, he's, there's durability there. However, I don't know if you can put the label of durability on this guy because he suffered a torn Achilles during a pass coverage drill at Michigan's pro day on March 18th. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. The people want him go ahead, take him, Cowboys, Cowboys. You know, they, they seem to have a good thing going on with edge rushers. They, they end up finding someone to fit in and they end up doing pretty well. He's got some strengths though. He's got some strengths. He was a defensive scout team player of the year in 2019. So he was the best at that position at that time. 
Um, and he also, he's another one of those uh, locker room guys, which the Cowboys really, really need, right? Like we're Cowboys are known to not be a locker room team. And he's pretty good at that. He holds himself and others to a standard. Like you'll see him pumping up everybody. He's that dude. So for that reason, you know, I like the pick, but there's a lot of reasons I don't like the pick because he doesn't pop out to me. He's not like a dire need. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see in a draft where edge rushers are, you know, going top heavy. Uh, we'll see where he lands and how he performs in the league. This is to me, this is such a classic Cowboys pick because this is a guy that right now is considered a reach just because of that Achilles injury. Right. And that happened just a month ago. So like you said, ACLs are easy to come back from nowadays. People are recovering Achilles, not so much. So you don't know what the product's going to look like after that, but, but I actually really, really liked him. This guy to me was like a top 10 talent before that Achilles tear. And so leave it to the Cowboys to be like, Hey, we're going to get another reclamation project, whether it's off the field issues, whether it's injuries, because they see the potential that this guy could be, whether it actually ever ends up happening because of the Achilles tear. I don't know. But to me, prior to Achilles, this guy could have been a top 10 pick. Yeah, no, honestly, top five, I would even say, because he, the way he rushes is very unpredictable and it's like very diverse. We don't see that kind of stuff. Like this is a very, very much a rarity when it comes to actually rushing and getting to the quarterback. And, you know, like he can take on blocks and shed them like nobody's business. So, yeah, I, it would easily have been a top 10 if it wasn't for the Achilles pick, or the Achilles injury. And with that, things get a little cloudy. Yep. Am I next on the board here? Yep. Next on the board with the Buffalo Bills at 25. I tried my best to throw in the first running back of the mock draft because I thought the Bills could really use a running back because, you know, that's like uh-huh. the, there's like really no weaknesses in their in their on their team. But. The people spoke the departure of Levi Wallace means that the bills are going to replace him with cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Uh, 25th overall pick, I think is a steal. I know a lot of mocks had him going like top 15 uh, as the third corner behind sauce and Stingley. A lot of people are concerned with Stingley's injury history. So they have McDuffie even higher than him. So uh, I think at 25 um, to get somebody that's going to be an immediate replacement to your already starting cornerback that just left. uh, It's a great pick for them. Solid pick, solid pick. Uh, with the next pick, the Tennessee Titans uh, are on the board um, with the 26th pick, and they go with Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College, uh, six foot three, 312 pounds, um, big guy. And uh, his his uh, the biggest thing is he's he only allowed one pressure in 46 pass blocking snaps versus the Clemson uh, defensive line. So uh, a guy who can get in there, make a uh, you know make an impact on day one. Uh, so this is what the Tennessee Titans go with. Yeah, help both Derrick Henry in the run game and protect Ryan Tannehill. So sounds like a win-win. It does. Um, here's another win-win. Uh, with the 27th pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman from Georgia. These Georgia boys are all over the map, and the Buccaneers are choosing yet another defensive lineman that could flourish in the league. We all know these defensive linemen that currently play for the Buccaneers, and he's going to get to learn from all those big guys. Um, you know, this guy, again, uh, um, comes from a big school. Uh, he's played phenomenally throughout his career. People compare him to Malik Collins, who's been a stud in the NFL for many, many years. Uh, he, he has decent strength. He doesn't have that elite level, I will run right through you strength. That's the difference. But he's highly active. He's a highly active defensive tackle who's made for movements and disruptions. That's something that the new age NFL needs to implement and these guys are coming. This is what we need. A lot of changes, a lot of movement at the line, because how do you counter Kyle Shanahan's movement? You create movement on your own end. And there's players like this are very rare. You don't get to see movement from a defensive tackle, but here we are. 
with uh, Devontae Wyatt. There's some strengths that he has too. His initial punch lands with some pop, but he can't follow through with that same level of intensity. So when he comes off the line, he's coming up hot. So when it's like a, you know, a quick screen, a quick uh, draw, he'll get to the running back. But if it's like a developed passing play, he may never get to the quarterback. So there's some strengths, there's some weaknesses there, but learning from Sue and Vita Vea, I'm sure he'll get better. And he's got great lateral quickness. I mentioned the movement. It's the lateral quickness that beats most lateral movement. So he'll fit in. He can stop runs. This guy is a uh, more of a raw talent that needs some tweaks. Um, but if he can utilize all of those techniques and uh, take them to their full potential, he'll be something the NFL has never seen before. Yeah, good pick. Again, you can't go wrong with Georgia. A lot of like you're seeing four or five Georgia defensive players come off the board. That's how good Georgia's defense was last year. So uh, Devontae Wyatt at 27 against interior defensive linemen, which you don't see go a lot in the top unless you're Aaron Donald. It, it's like falling into the Buccaneers lap, which is really, really bad for the rest of the NFL. I'll take on the Packers again. The Packers uh, looks like the Vikings may have to get a second cornerback because the Packers are no have no shortage of receivers now. They're going to go ahead and take Sky Moore with the 28th pick in the NFL draft out of Western Michigan. We talked about this guy. Aaron Rodgers is going to absolutely adore Sky Moore if he goes to Green Bay because the guy is running insanely crisp routes from the slot, knows exactly how to get open. Uh, Randall Cobb comparison, like this guy is exactly what Green Bay needs. And Aaron Rodgers is going to absolutely love him. So Jahan Dotson and Sky Moore for years and years and years against Derek Stingley Jr. and maybe Cam Dantzler. Like, holy shit, that's a that's a pretty awesome one-two punch there. Mm-hmm. So with the 29th pick uh, of this year's draft, we have Kansas City, who are going with Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback from Clemson. We just talked about how Clemson is one of those places that has uh, great players, great defensive guys. Well, this guy in the last two years um, had five interceptions, nine passes defended, and over that time managing a 64.5 QBR when targeted. So um, he's we have he's the third best cornerback of this draft just because he got Stingley and and uh, I forget the other guy we talked about um, Gardner and McDuffie. So I mean, I don't, there's a debate. Sauce Gardner, but uh, I think that, um, you know, this is, this is going to be a solid pick. All right. And with the 30th overall pick, the chiefs are back on the clock and they have selected George Pickens from Georgia, a very controversial wide receiver Um, gets into a lot of fights. His has been getting into a lot of fights since high school, but he's big. He's six, three, one ninety five. He runs a four, four, seven. These are all things that the chiefs could utilize beautifully. They've been dealing with a lot of tiny receivers since for this whole um, Patrick Mahomes era. There's a lot of tiny dudes doing tiny things, and now here's a big dude doing tiny things. So that changes the game a little bit. Sammy Watkins didn't cut it. He had to go. Uh, So now they're going to try to probably throw in George Pickens and take some uh, teams off the top here because there is no more Tyreek Hill. He has a lot of strengths, but I'm going to highlight some of his weaknesses. Um, His effectiveness can be diminished by physical press. So like, He's a big guy, so people come in with the expectation of having to stop him with, you know, bigger dudes. So he he was able to handle that pretty well in college, but now we're t- taking things to the next level. These are the best cornerbacks in the world. So, you know, w- we'll see if his effectiveness gets hindered by that because he's used to being the guy that takes the initiative as taking the the all the all the um the bump and grind stuff. He's the one that usually wins those battles, but now in the NFL, that's not always going to happen. Um, that's one thing I kind of want to uh, highlight, but also he missed a lot of time due to his injury because of the ACL tear. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, he did come back from that uh, in the late 2021 20, season, 
but we'll see how that translates over the NFL. But it, for a lot of good things, there's a lot of good things to talk about. And he plays with an appetite for the end zone. He's like, give me the ball so I can score this ball. He doesn't play to, you know, get you a five yard slant. He doesn't play to do a drag route. He's like, give me the ball, give me some space. I will take it to the end zone. So that's always nice to have for a Patrick Mahomes led team, because, you know, that's what Patrick Mahomes wants to do too. Uh, he's got really good hands, vice grip, hand strength, rarely lets him down. He doesn't he rarely makes bad decisions uh, when he's going up to getting the ball. Um, and he, he displays a lot of good focus when he's catching in a crowd too. So these are a lot of intangibles that you look for in a starting wide receiver. And even if the wide receiver is not that good and he can do a lot of these things, Patrick Mahomes will make him a better receiver. So this is a great fit. Uh, he'll probably stop being this like aggressive teenager that he's been most of his life because he's going to get to play with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes probably discipline himself a little better. So I think a lot of good things are going to come out of this pick. Yeah, it's a good spot for him to go to. I'm not super high on him, but if there's a place that can make him flourish, like you said, Patrick Mahomes will do a really good job of making him look good. So um, it's a good spot for them. Number 31 on the board, Tyler Linderbaum, center out of Iowa to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals had a huge need there, and they addressed the need. I've seen Linderbaum go as high as 12 to the Vikings because of their need mm -hmm. at center. So he's obviously the best center in the draft. So I think this is, again, falling to the Bengals is an amazing problem for Cincinnati to have here at 31. It's a need that falls to them, and it's the best right. player at that position. So again, in an ideal world, the Bengals getting Linderbaum at 31 is a home run of all home runs for them in the draft. Agreed. Yeah, after all of those sacks that we saw uh, during the against the game against the Titans, I mean, it was just atrocious. So any help that they can get um, is definitely needed. All right, with the 32nd, the last pick of the first round, the Detroit Lions are going with safety Daxton Hill. Now, this guy's listed as a safety, but he can play all over the field. He can play cornerback. He can play, uh, you know, decent. He can play defensive back as well. Um, but after after Kyle Hamilton, I think this guy is the best safety on board. Um, and so, you know, th this is a guy that can come in versatile, fast. Uh, his stock sort of rose after he um, ran a, I think, a four three six uh, on the forty, so a four three eight and a forty yard dash, which is the fourteenth. Fastest among all the participants in the NFL scout scouting combine. Um, so fast, versatile is going to be perfect as a great safety cornerback position um, in this new age of football. Yeah, it's he he's exactly that as he can play that deep safety and he can also play the nickel corner. And because of that four three eight speed, he can play way back as a safety and he can keep up with a lot of those quick dudes. So uh, I think that's why he's rising along uh, across the draft boards is his uh, combine numbers were, I think, a lot better than most people expected. So uh, nice little hybrid guy here for Detroit, who, again, yeah. needs to revamp just about everything. Too bad he'll never get to see a snap because there's a guy named Brady Breeze on the field it's so course. unfortunate they're gonna force daxton hill to play nickel because brady breeze is a starting safety for the detroit lions best safety in the nfl best safety in the nfl brady breeze that's it that's the mock draft of the first round um are you guys surprised with anything here uh i think i'm i'm a little surprised that it's only two quarterbacks um i think the actual draft is gonna some for whatever reason gonna have more than that even though i don't think it should obviously the draft's gonna have trades but anything here that surprises you or that you expect is gonna go exactly as scripted i think the ravens going defensive tackle is a little little worrisome there's a lot of tackles that they could have still gotten. And we've clearly seen that that's their, one of their biggest needs is protection for the Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson needs that time to make things happen and they're choosing to go defense. So that's a little concerning for me. 
I was actually surprised how well need based um, most of these draft picks were. Even though we went on Twitter, took the polls, and we gave them four options, they picked the pick one of them. But it's, it's as far as what the teams need outside of you mentioned the Ravens. I thought they did a really good job. I also I kind of think that the Cowboys maybe go to Devontae Wyatt, and the reason I say that is because Devontae Wyatt has a history of um, some you know, bad things that he did to, you know, some domestic violence. I'm like, Cowboys love that stuff. So maybe Devontae Wyatt might be a good pick in, in that sense. But no, the others are seem pretty spot on as far as needs go. Yeah, I, I don't know that the Packers will go receiver back to back. Did you guys see the rumors like 20 minutes ago that they're trying to trade for Darren Waller? Yeah, I did see so, that. Um, apparently they wanted to include that in the trade with Devonte Adams, but because Waller was franchise or because Adams was franchise tagged, he can't be traded for a player that's not franchise tagged. So that's why he could be included in the trade, but Darren Waller talks to the Packers. It's just, again, more scary shit because it's more weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. That's the draft. I think for the Vikings, obviously like Derek Stingley is the most projected player for Minnesota that I've seen across most mock drafts. And mm-hmm. so that's what leads me to believe that that's not going to be the pick, even though it makes sense. We need cornerback, the LSU connection, everything adds up so perfectly that I don't think it's going to happen. And so if it happens, it's, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah, we've seen mock drafts for like six months now that's have said this. So it's kind of expected. So part of me is like, Hey, give me a little bit of surprise and make something happen that, you know, maybe I'm not expecting, but I can't be upset if Derek Stingley goes there. Show it for your sake. I really hope Malik Willis is there at 20 and the Steelers get him as opposed to can't pick it. Yeah. I think that they'll try to trade up to be honest with you. Either they'll try to trade up to get money Malik Willis, or they will go with another, go in another direction. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think that Kenny Pickett is really the guy that, Pittsburgh should go. With. I honestly think the exact same thing. I think they either trade up and get Malik Willis or they trade back or they trade up in like the second round or back into the first to get Desmond Ritter. I, I right. could see a Desmond yeah. Ritter Pittsburgh connection too. So um, we'll be interesting. We'll be watching the draft Thursday at your place. Brand new spot. Can't wait to check it out. Um, super excited for that. And we'll probably, I don't know, record something next week. So like we always do any, any final words before draft Thursday? Draft responsibly. <laughs> Best we player t- available. Best dude. player available. Never reach. Never reach. Adrian Peterson for the Vikings. Didn't need him. Chester Taylor ran for a thousand yards. Ended up being the best fuck, best running back we've ever had. Randy Moss. Oh, we had Chris Carter and Jake Reed. What? Yeah, we took Randy Moss because he dropped to 17. One of the best receivers, if not the best receiver of all time. So uh if somebody like that's falling in your lap, which I'm sorry, if the Vikings are get there at 12, one last thing about the Vikings is so homerish. If the Vikings get there at 12 and Malik Willis is there and all of the best receivers are still on the board, I really, really hope they go offense. I like take Garrett Wilson. Give me Garrett Wilson, give it or give me Drake London. Give me another number one receiver, because then that offense would just be so yeah. fucking terrifying. Then it's it's over. Game over, baby. Kirk Cousins MVP 2023. Book it. You heard it here first. We're the only playbook. Uh, enjoy the draft. Um, I don't know. We'll see you when we see it. See you guys.